Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. are not standing still we're definitely not you know just oh okay i'll just i'll just take a, i'll take the summer off i'll just kind of stay right here and i pick back up with god you know you know come about september that don't happen that don't happen either so we um uh we if you if you're not going forward you're going back that's apostasy you begin to start falling away so we started diving in a little bit last week one of the things that is very important, obviously, this is, you're, you're around the most normal people you've probably been in all week long. But the good news is, is today's Sunday, so today is not the last day of last week. Today's the first day of this week. So you've done good in coming to church. That means you're around the most, probably the most normal people you'll be in all, all you know, the, the world thinks we're crazy, but to be honest with you, they're nuts out there. I mean, this is, this is normal. I mean, us, you know, you, 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 you know the, the world, you know, a spirit-filled church, a lot of times say, well, they're, they're just, they're, that, that's abnormal. No, we're, we're normal. Everything else going out there is abnormal. So it's good to be in a, in, a, in a normal place. The realities of the world, whenever they become greater than the realities of the kingdom of God, then what begins to happen to us, we begin to be independent from God. We begin to get independent from God because the realities of the world is a bigger deal than the realities of the heavenly realms or the, re- the realities of, of God's kingdom. But how many knows that, that we have to make sure that we understand that the realities of God's kingdom is more important than the realities of the world which we see every single day? And it's, it, it, it can be hard because we're, we're, not, we're not of this world, but we're in this world. But we have to make sure that the realities of the kingdom of God are, are more important to us than the realities of this world. And when we do that, if we're not, we're being independent from God. And the way we do that, we become dependent upon God. And the one thing I want us to do here, even though it's Independence Day, I want to really focus on the dependence. And our dependency today is on God. If you have a dependency on God, then I'll be honest with you, you will not have to worry about apostasy. Now, I can stir up, I can say the word apostasy, and I can, get, I can get theologians, I can get denominational people, I can get all kinds of stuff. I can get every holy cow in, in, in churches all over America just completely, the hair in the back of their neck begin to stand up because, oh, no. Oh, no, preacher, you can't do that. I mean, you know, people are not falling away from God. No, I think we, we, we got a nation right now that has fallen away from God. And so obviously don't sit here and tell me that can't happen. It does happen. And so, but what I, what I don't like it, we come in here and try, I'm, I'm not using this series, which we started it last week, on apostasy to get everybody scared, get everybody all messed up, and oh my goodness, God's the grim reaper. He's going to come, you know, with the sickle, and he's going to cut us off. No, that's not, that's, not, that's not what God does at all. Matter of fact, if you're concerned or if you care about whether or not you're getting closer to God and not falling away, I got good news for you. Apostasy is not in your life. Apostasy is when you don't care. Apostasy is whenever the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that you've hardened your hearts. Matter of fact, it says harden not your hearts towards the things of God. You don't have to worry about apostasy. We don't run around here as Christians worried about God's going, we're going to do something and God's going to take us out. God's never looking a way to take you out. He's always looking a way to bring you in. Somebody give God a praise for that. I mean, he, 
years and years, man, I mean, it's like, Jesus, will you please come back on Sunday because by Tuesday I'm going to bust hell wide open. There's no way I can do everything they're saying we should do. There's no way we can live that life. That's not God. That's not the God in which we serve. But there is warning sign. God does, the Bible does lead us with warnings that you have to be careful that if we're independent from God, then you're going to find some slippage happening in your life. You're going to find yourself going down a slippery slope. And before you know it, things that used to matter to you about God doesn't matter anymore. Used to God matter to this nation. Doesn't matter to him anymore. But I'm glad that it doesn't matter to a nation as, as some people, but there are some people here in the part of the United States of America that it does matter. We do know the one God in which we serve, and we do know it does matter to us the spiritual direction in which this country is going in. And because of that, God is not looking to take America, America out. God is looking to bring America in, just like he's trying to do with you, just like he's trying to do with your family. And so I want to talk about that because dependence, the dependence is defined as being controlled, being influenced, or reliant on someone or something else. How many would love to be controlled or influenced or relied upon God instead of yourself? Or instead of what some kind of what kind of political party or what what the news media is going to give you, no, that, that's okay. You can, you can keep that opinion to yourself. I'm going to be dependent upon God. I'm going to be completely relying on Him. I'm going to be completely controlled by Him. I'm going to be influenced by Him. And if we can live that kind of life, then we don't have to worry about words like apostasy controlling our life. We know it's there, and we don't have to worry about being independent from God. We're dependent on God. And so the first thing I want to do is make it as simple. A lot of times we try to make stuff like this a lot more uh, detailed or hard. How many know serving God is not hard? You are, you, are, you are where you want to be with God right now. Well, that meant a lot more than what I just said. I said you're where you want to be with God right now. If you're as close to him you've ever been before, that's because you want to be closer to him for every part before. If you don't know if he even knows your name right now, that's because you don't care if he even knows your name right now. But I'm here to tell you, if you made up your mind and say, if God don't know nobody else, if God don't call nobody else by name this week, he's going to call my name. The devil's not going to know me more than my God knows me. So if you don't, if God don't know, if you don't feel God right now, it's not his fault, it's your but guess what? You can fix it right now. How are you going to? Well, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Matthew chapter number six. Matthew chapter number six, verse nine. Matthew, you're going to use something easy here. Matthew six, verse nine. Okay, I don't believe I can make this any easier. And Jesus began to tell us how to pray. And we've all said this prayer. If you haven't prayed any other prayer, you pray this prayer. And here's what he says He says, When you pray, pray like this. Matthew. Matthew chapter number 6, verse 9. Pray our Father. Our Father who is in heaven. Holy, hallowed be thy name. I mean, sometimes you want to read this in like King James. You know, our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth right here in heaven, right? But this is the way he says pray. Our Father. First of all, you got to acknowledge him. I said you got to acknowledge him. We acknowledge him right now. Oh, Father, we, we, who, who's up in the heavens? 
the heavens, the heavens is the earth, and, and, the, and God is controlling over the heavens. The, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. He's ever our Father which is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. That word hallowed, that's, hallowed is holy. Holy is your name. What the word holy means? It means separate. Separate is your name. He's separate in Allah. He's separate in Buddha. He, he's separate in Hindu. He separate, he's separate in New Age philosophy. He, he's, he's, he's more separate in theologies. He, he's separate in Democrats and Republicans and conservatives and liberals. He, he's just, he, from, from Pentecostals to Baptists to good people and bad, he's just separate. He's separate in, in the goats of basketball and the goats of football. He's, a, he's just separate this morning. He said, there's none like in him. Matter of fact, he's, he's other. The word separate means other. So we begin to pray, Father, which art in heaven, other is your name. You can call on any name, but it's not going to be like his name. He's other. His name is other. And he's the only other. You can find other people that just as good. Presidents just as good. Basketball players just as good. Baseball players just as good. Cooks just as good. Preachers just as good. But you'll never find a God that is just as good as our God because he's the only God. And so you acknowledge him. Hey, God, oh, you reign up in heaven. Your name is separate. Your name is holy. Your name is glorious. Your name is powerful. You don't have have power. You're all powerful, God. Woo. So you got every devil in hell already stirred up. You ain't got past the first verse yet. I want your kingdom come. I want your will to be done right here, even as it is in heaven. I'm saying, got to the verse we won't preach yet. <laughs> Give me this day my daily bread. That's a translation there is because the actual Greek word there, daily there, is, is, is really hard to pull out daily. But the translators, that's what it means. It means daily. But what it actually means is essential. Give me this day my essential bread. Essential when? Daily. And that's how we pray. Or in other words, Father, I need my food for today. I need, the, the word essential means absolutely necessary. How many of those God says, if you want to make it? And let me tell you something. It's hard enough for those of us that want to make it. Come on, church, you're going to be too religious on me, you're going to be with me. I said it's hard enough for those of us that want to make it, to make it, let alone those people who don't care if they make it or not. But for those of us that wants to make it, we're not trying to figure out ways to be independent from him. We're trying to figure out ways to be dependent. And Jesus says, you want to be dependent upon God? Pray every day. Hey, Father, give me the food I need for today. Hmm? It's essential. It's essential. See, the problem with us, what happens is, is that things are not essential. They're not absolutely necessary. The reason why we get worried, the reason why we get fearful, the reason why we get anxiety, the reason why we panic, the reason why we, we go running around and, and we get off on God is because we go after things and we worry about things that are not essential. I, 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 
understand you need your job. I understand you want to do a great job on your job. You want to be promoted. I understand that you're representing God not only in this church building. You're representing God when you show up at work tomorrow. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Your children are not just representing God when they show up at a youth group on Wednesday. They represent God when they go to go to school. We, we want to understand. We're, we're constantly direct representatives of who we are. That, that's what we are. We, we are a testimony of who he is. So I'm not saying that I understand in America is a capitalistic society that it's very important that, that we that we have the best, we drive the best, we live in the best, we wear the best, and you got God's all about that stuff. But the problem is that whenever that becomes your necessity, you become independent from God and dependent on what you can do. We got to flip that around and say, no, wait a minute, God. I like, what, all that matters, if I don't get the car, if I don't get the house, if I don't get the boat, if I don't go get the promotion, if this, if this business doesn't work out, I still have you, God, because you are my Father, you are my God, and I think that's what my happiness is swammed up with, but be honest with you, my essential is in you. So we panic, we're fearful, we worry because we worry about everything else except for what we should be worried about. Hey, God, Father, I need my food. Give us each day my food. I'm dependent upon you, God, for my food. I mean, yesterday's was good. Because the Bible says in Matthew 6, it goes a little bit longer, in, in around 44, 45, 46, long they're there, that every day comes with its own trouble. You know what he says? It's the same Jesus said that. I mean, he says, he says that every day, every day is, is for, uh, over in Matthew 6 and 34, don't worry about tomorrow. It brings its own worries. <laughs> don't worry about tomorrow. It'll take care of that for itself. And it might be something you know about. I mean, some days, every day brings a worry because there's a devil loose. Some days you, you know you worry about them. Some days you ain't know they're there. I'm convinced we get to heaven, we're going to know everything. Not only, we're talking about, we, we're talking about everything we want to praise God for when we get to heaven. Well, be honest with you, you're going to be praising God even more for the things that would have, could have, should have happened to you. You know absolutely positively nothing about. Because every day brings us on trouble. That's why tomorrow, yesterday's bread can't help you with tomorrow's problems. And we're not dependent upon a God that we just visit on Sundays. Amen. So he says every single day, you get up every single day with the most essential thing you need. Father, I need my spiritual bread for today. Right? I mean, that's what I need. I understand I got to go to work. I understand I got to take my kids to school. I understand I got to make sure that everything gets fixed in the house because it's broken. Or I understand that it's got to happen, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to take care of that. I'll be honest with you. My essentials is not locked up in that. If the bug man don't show up and kill the bugs, God, I'm still going to give you the praise and honor and glory for all that is done. You're my food for today. Because that's where our joy comes from. See, everybody has a mechanism. God created every single person. The day you came into this planet, you broke through the womb of a woman, which is, through, which is your mom. As soon as you came through there, there's something on the inside of you. Listen to me. Every single person, good, bad people who know God and don't know God, there's something in every single person. The only thing that will give you complete joy and contentment is your relationship with God. 
Just because they don't seek God doesn't mean that they're happy. They might, the most miserable people I've ever seen is the most richest. The people have more businesses and have more buildings and have more so-called followers and everything else. They're the most miserable people. And so the most happiest people, like I said, they don't have two nickels to run together, but they're more happy. And I've seen both ways, either way. The problem is they understand who they're dependent upon, and they're dependent upon God. And so we pray every single day. You understand? You don't see a lot of times we come to church on Sunday and we want Sunday's bread to last till next Sunday. And we wonder why about Tuesday the world, we're full of anxiety, we're full of fear, we're full of worry, we're full of anger, and, and everything we thought is necessities, and we're not getting fulfilled in that is because that that's not really what we need. What we need is every single day before I do anything, God, I want to make sure I'm eating from your table. David even says, you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Just make sure you're eating from the Father's table every single day. He didn't say roll around the floor. He didn't say you got to sing three fast songs and two slow songs. Get a prayer. He said, let's get up and say, Father, thank you for the food I need today. Now, what we try to do is, and is what we have to watch out with, is that over in Exodus chapter number 16, Exodus chapter number 16, we see a story. And a story where God has set, God has set his people free. And they're leaving. Or they have left over 400 years of captivity. So Exodus 16 and 3, and the children of Israel said to them, this is after they've been set free. These are free people. <laughs> With, let me go say this. Well, freedom comes responsibility. Now, I thought first service was great. They, they won't know where to be found until right now. Oh, we can come in here and shout and sing and praise and jump about how free we are, but you better understand with freedom comes responsibility. America is the land of the free, the home of the brave, but with every ounce of freedom you got comes a responsibility to guard that freedom with everything you have because the enemy is always trying to bring you back into captivity. You can celebrate freedom all you want, but you better take hold of responsibility that comes with it. And the only responsibility that we have is to say, God, I thank you for my freedom, and I depend on you for my freedom. Our daily bread. Now, these jokers here, they're like, you know what? We're out here in this, and the children of Israel said to them, was talking to, to Moses and Aaron, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. That's where they're in bondage at. When we sat by the pots of meat and we ate bread to the full. We had chicken and bread every single day. Oh, we were in captivity. We were in bondage. But bless God, they gave us chicken and bread. And here we are walking around in this wilderness. We free. But we hungry. <laughs> For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us in this whole assembly with hunger. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread. You want bread? Honey, I'll make it fall like rain from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather. 
and a certain quota every day that I may test him whether they will walk in my laws or not. Now, I'm going to stop here. I ain't going to read to me a lot of time on this. But what I want us to understand this morning is that it's important that we know here that, that, that the first thing that only did God send bread, but he sent quail. Y'all remember the story? They said they wanted meat and they wanted bread. God said, well, fine. I don't have to send you back to Egypt to get that. He said, about tomorrow afternoon, get ready. Get your, get your grills fired up because some quail's coming. Here they come. They went out there, man, they picked the quail. They had to, had to pluck them and skin them, put them on the grill and ate it. And they, they weren't satisfied. No, we want bread with our chicken. Okay. The next morning they got up. And there's just funny dude-looking stuff all over the ground. And they said, manna. Not what manna means? <laughs> what is it? Well, we asked, for, we, we, asked for, we asked for chicken. We got some chickens in the form of quail, quail. We got some meat. We asked for bread. I guess this is bread. And they reached down and they tasted it. it, looks, it, it I guess it, it's kind of doughy. Tastes like honey. They can be bread. Every single morning they got up. There was bread. In the afternoon there was meat. You know what God is teaching them? He always provides. And he's providing. He always will provide. Whenever God provides, period. That's what it just says right there. We don't have any meat. We don't have any bread. God provided meat. And God provided bread. The problem is, is that they didn't know what the bread was. See, that's the problem with our prayers. We ask God for something. Let me say this. If God wouldn't do it, he wouldn't have asked you to ask him. We pray and wonder, well, I don't know if God wants to hear from me or not. No, he said men ought to pray always. You should ask me Always. You should ask me for everything all the time. Why? Because if you ask me, I'll do it. And if he won't going to do it, he wouldn't have told you to ask him. If I had plenty of money, I'd come to you tonight and say, hey, if y'all ask me for money, I might give it to you. Y'all be lined up all the way down 11 acres of the other side waiting to ask me for money. Why? Because I ask you to ask me. Well, that's the way we should go do with God. He says, ask me and I will give you the heathen for the inheritance. Ask me and I will heal your body. Ask me and I will save your children. Ask me and I'll give you, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. You don't have it. We got to ask him. Just ask him. Because he's a provider. They ask, but here's our problem. We ask God for something. And he provides it. Our problem is, is we're saying, what is it? We pray and ask God something on Monday because that's our daddy of bread. And then we walk out and say, manna. God, I need a new job. Here's your job. You walk in, manna. God needs you to fix my husband. He ain't fixed yet. You're talking about manna. Manna. <laughs> what is this? See, God's doing it. We just don't know what it is. But we have to trust him. 
because he said he would do it. They got up every single day, and they, and they looked at that manna. They didn't know what it was. See, the problem is, is that it's just like the children of Israel. Later on, whenever they asked for a Messiah, what did they get? They got a baby. And they says, what is this? God says, the Messiah. No, it's not. Messiah comes in on a on a on a steamy white stallion with a with a with a you know with a with a battle axe and a bunch of army with him. God says, "No, I'm not. You want a Messiah? Here he is." The problem is, is we ask God to do something, but we don't look like what it is we think it should look like. We don't think God has done it. Sometimes He'll send a, a Messiah wrapped up in swollen clothes, lying in a manger, but He's still the Messiah. Sometimes we ask for bread. He sends us manna. And we say he didn't do it. And that goes against his character. Oh, no, he did it. Because he's a provider. God provides. See, our problem is, is that we're so caught up because we're not dependent upon God. We're caught up on stuff that is not essential. But when God is your essential, he's your necessity other stuff doesn't matter. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. When you have, listen to me real closely, whenever you have a good relationship with God, a dependent relationship with God, the Holy Spirit would teach you what is essential and what is not. Holy Spirit, one of the main things he does in our life, and he is so complex, and there's so much about him we do not know. But what he does, though, is that he will simplify our lives if we let him. Hey, quit worrying about this. I'll tell you. Hey, if the birds of the air need nests, they got it. If the animals need somewhere to lay their head, they got it. And if God says, if I'll take care of them, you know I'll take care of you. And the Holy Spirit will tell you and help you pray. Quit praying about this. God's going to take care of that. Pray that you have your spiritual food every single day. And he will begin to simplify your life and the things which you think are essential that is bringing you fear, doubt, and unbelief. You're going to realize, I don't have to be fearful of that. All I have to do is make sure I'm dependent upon him and every single day I'm receiving my spiritual food for every single day. So here's the whole thing about manna. You couldn't go on, you couldn't go on Monday and scoop up enough manna till Thursday. Okay, I got me. I'm going to get me some more. I ain't coming back out here for a couple of days. There you go. I'm going to take this into my house. I'm going to leave it. Ain't what God has said. He didn't say, give me each week my daily bread. Give me today. Thank you, Lord. I was dependent upon you yesterday, but I want to make sure you understand I'm dependent upon you again today. You know those people that get on our nerves? God don't. He rises every from the rising of the sun to the going down the same. He's looking for people out there. I want you, I want you to depend on me. I want you to rely on me. The Bible says if you take Monday's manna into Tuesday. When you wake up and go in there, the Bible says, not me, the Bible says that that manna begins to rot and turns into maggots. Everybody know what a maggot is? You ever seen a maggot? I'm going to talk about it to you visualize it. Oh, maggot. Oh, little old nasty worm. Just swim around there. How many wants to eat that? 
How many wants to digest? How many wants to put that on your palate, your tongue, and roll that around for a little while? Huh? No. But that's what we're doing spiritually when we're asking God. God, I know I ain't asked you since last Thursday, but I need you to help me this Wednesday and next week. He says, no, uh uh-uh, ain't that way. You got to depend upon me every single day. You wonder why you're slipping. You wonder why you're full of anxiety. You reason why you're full of fear. You wonder why anger is creeping back in. You reason why the things you thought you were delivered from, you're not just coming back. It's because you ain't asked me every single day for the daily bread which you need to survive. No, man, God's going to bless me because he's good. He should. Man, he told you simplicity. Just pray, hey, Father, I know you're in heaven. I want the same will that goes up in heaven to happen right here. I need spiritual food right now. He said, here you go. What is it? Spiritual food. Okay. You walk every single day knowing he's provided. He's a provider. Amen? He's your father. He's not going to provide. He has provided. We should sing a song. He has already provided. And we live every single day. Thank you, God. He's Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah is his name. Jireh is one of the compound names. There's seven major compound names, but there's a bunch of different compound names that describe who he is. Jireh is one of them. And, and, and Jireh just by itself, if you, if you just read it, this, this, the, 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 the Hebrew aspect of it is God will provide. But the actual root word, you begin to take this stuff down, begin to study it a little bit harder, you realize that there's another compound name for God. is Jehovah Ra. Ra means the God who sees. So not only is he the God that provides, He's a God who sees. I mean, it's one thing to provide something that it's nice, but you don't really need it. But God is Jehovah Ra and Jehovah Jireh, so he sees what you need provided. And so when you put the two together, Jehovah Jireh, which has a root word of Ra, it means that Jehovah Jireh really means your provision shall be seen. I don't see it yet, but it's there. Just because you don't see it. I know it's manna right there, but it's there. It's there. And you pray every single day, Father, give me this day my daily bread. Because I know when I say Father, I'm saying Jehovah Rapha. I'm saying Jehovah Nissi. I'm saying Jehovah Ra. I'm saying Jehovah Jireh. Everything about him. And the one thing I do know you are, you are the God in which my provision, when I need it, shall be seen. Everybody with me? All right, we practiced this first service. Here comes my, here comes my ram. So here's, so here's, here's Abraham. Everybody remember the story of Abraham and Isaac? God told him, Abraham was doing everything he asked him to do. God told him to have a son, he had a son. Then God said, I want you to take this son, this only son, and I want you to take him up to the mountain. There's going to be a sacrifice. Okay. Right? We know the story. So he comes to the mountain. 
Been waiting on God, but he's being obedient to God. No sacrifice, but he gathers his sticks anyway. He gets the ladder. He's got everything he needs for a sacrifice except for a sacrifice. But God says, I will provide for you a sacrifice. He says, but I want you to take your son. So he comes to the base of the mountain. And they begin to walk up that mountain. And before they do, the Bible says that Isaac says, Hey, Dad. Yes, son. Here's the sticks. And there's the matches to make a fire. But where is the sacrifice? He said, The Lord will provide for us a sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh. Remember, son, that's who he is. So Abraham turns and they start going up that mountain. Now I can't imagine what's going through Abraham's mind. But he had to hold on every single day. Lord, thank you for my daily bread today. I don't see that sacrifice. I don't see that provision, but I know it's here. Give me this day my daily bread so I can trust you. He kept going up the mountain. He kept going up the mountain. Dad, don't see that sacrifice. The Lord will provide, son. The Lord will provide. Now, about time we got here, I don't know if you notice or not, but my ram over there, every time I take a step up, he takes a step up. Now, Abraham's on one side of the mountain, and in my story, the ram's on the other side of the mountain. Now, there's trees, there's probably a river, there's, kind of, there's rocks, there's all kind of stuff known the terrain of that area. There's no way that Abraham can see what's on the other side of that mountain. But he trusts God that when he gets to the top of that mountain, that God would have already provided. Because every single day, he's eating the bread that comes down from heaven. Now watch this. If you can, keep your eye on me and the ram. Well, you know, God, I don't see nothing. This is dumb. I'm going back. I'm going back. There goes the ram. See, that's what happens to us. When we trust God, the provision goes up with us. When we retreat, our provision goes back with us. I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to give me some bread for Sunday. I need may it last all week. No, uh, if I got to call upon the Lord every single day, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be upon my mouth. I, from the rising of the sun to the going down the same. If I got to praise him every day from the morning to the evening, I don't care good times, bad times. I will bless the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that. Whatever you got to do, man, just keep on going because every time you go, your provision's there. I don't see it. Daddy, where's the, we're at the top of the mountain, Daddy? Where's the ram? The Lord will provide, son. We just got to trust him. He always has provided, and he will. We just got to keep waking up every single day. Lay here on this table, son. 
the daddy, where's the, where's the provision? Where's the provision? The Lord will provide. And the Bible says he took his dagger, went back and got ready to slay the son about that time. An angel came up and stopped him. He said, hey, Abraham. He said, yes, Lord. I want you to look over here. He looked over there. There was the provision. He didn't see it there. He didn't see it there. He didn't see it there. He didn't see it here. But when you get to the right place, I don't know where your place is. I don't know where your time is. But I'm here to tell you, your provision shall be seen. Because God's not going to send your provision. He's already sent your provision. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpriestchurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.